He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Might see some sunshine today. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. But they don't count on it. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. It's 9.09, Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature still right around freezing. 32, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 32 at the Highlands. 34 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And you're down to 30 here, right? We are dropping. It is 30 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studio. It's going to be a cloudy day. Uh, for much of the day. Maybe some sun mixed in a bit later on. Daytime high, call it 36, 37, 38, somewhere around there. Not going to go into the 40s. And we'll see a good bit of rain tomorrow, almost 100% chance of rain. Uh, temperatures warming up, though, could get into the close to 50 at least, uh, which probably means not a lot of snow, but one never knows if, you know. We have now learned that when it comes to snow, <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> nobody, nobody seems to know. Uh, let's see. My guest was supposed to have been. Oh, there's Walgreens telling me I have medicine ready. Hold on. Let's take care of Walgreens there. Um, my guest was supposed to be Colleen Sinclair this morning in this segment of the show. We're going to talk with her eventually about how to identify disinformation that you find on social media. How do you look at social media? And know when you're being scammed, when you're being lied to, when you're being given bad stuff. Uh, and we scheduled this a couple of weeks ago, and she went on vacation. I went on vacation. And uh, and then uh, last night she told me she uh, had to see her heart doctor this morning. So I, as one who has had heart problems, I didn't feel like it was my place to say, well, just tell that heart doctor you got a radio show to do. So I figured we'd just let her go for the day. We will get back with her um, at some point. However... Let's talk about somebody who's been lying on social media, and that is uh, RFK Jr. Um, I, I've, I don't like the guy. I never did like the guy. I don't think you do either, right? You weren't, you've not been a fan of his. No, early in the game, when I just was just convinced that he didn't have any traction at all, some of the things he was saying was just my, my reaction was, this guy's a kook. Well, he's a conspiracy theorist in a not like you where you well, I am too hard. I know, I know, but I mean he he's a uh, the kind that just has you know, he's a vaccine, you know, don't take the vaccine and, and all this kind of stuff. Um and the problem from a political point of view is now that he is officially an independent candidate and he clearly is intending to run for president, um he could really bollocks up the whole election. We have Biden and Trump, the likely nominees, I know that there's still some of us who think that maybe things won't be that way come Election Day, but Biden and Trump are the nominees, and essentially the country is pretty much divided between them. Right now, Trump is, in the latest polls, have Trump ahead by a couple of points, but that could easily change. It's a clearly divided country. You throw in RFK Jr., and, uh, and that really has the potential for messing things up. He's a candidate who can't win. He's not going to be president. and He's not going to be the next President Kennedy. He's just a spoiler um, and could mess up the election. But he has qualified for the ballot in Utah. He has qualified for the ballot in Utah. The first important thing for any of these independent candidates, third-party candidates, so on, is to 
get qualified on the ballot. He has been qualified for the ballot in Utah. I believe that is the only place that he has qualified for. He has announced a number of rallies in a number of different states, including here in West Virginia. He has a rally set for January 27th uh, in Charleston at 6.30 in the evening, the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. That is just one of a number of different rallies he has set all across the country. I think it's four he announced last week. Um, again, he's trying to get on the ballot everywhere, so this is an attempt for him to get on the ballot. He's going to hold rallies in North Carolina, Georgia, Hawaii, and West Virginia. Over the weekend, or late last week, um, social media began reporting uh, from his own campaign that a number of very big-name celebrities were going to be supporting RFK Jr. Martin Sheen, President Bartlett, if you will, Dionne Warwick, Andrea Bocelli, all were listed as guests to be coming to his RFK Jr.'s birthday fundraiser. Uh, super PAC supporting him, American Values, big deal. You know, these are people who are supporting RFK Jr. Come and see these people. Come and understand why they are supporting this candidate. You know what, Bob? None of them. None of them are supporting him. None of them are coming to the fundraiser. They've all gone public and said, well, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not, I don't support him. Nobody's asked me to come. If they did ask me to come, I wouldn't come. Uh, Martin Sheen got his uh, West Wing companions like Bradley Whitford and so on to go on social media and well and say, hey, Martin says he's not part of this. Martin Sheen himself has gone online and said, I'm not part of this. Dion Warwick, same way. She said, what? I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not supporting him. Where'd that come from? Is that something we could put the blame totally on him, or is that like blaming you if I take a call and I call somebody a filthy name and hang up on them? You really didn't have anything to do with that. Well, that's the and I and and, and that's a fair point, and it is the point that the RFK Junior is making. But yeah, he wouldn't do that. He's saying, uh, well, it's, it's it's my campaign. Yeah, it's on there. It's, it's those guys. Now, I I think you could make an argument. I think I would make an argument. That if that's what your campaign, if, if you have a campaign staff that so blatantly is willing to lie, you got a problem. You know, okay, maybe you didn't support this. Maybe you didn't say this. Although, wouldn't you think, and I, 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 hey, I don't know. Wouldn't you think if you were a candidate for president and press releases were going out saying that these people, wouldn't you think that you would know whether or not these things were true? Wouldn't you think that? I mean, would you just buy into it? Well, boss, uh, yeah, we got uh, Martin Sheen, Diane Warwick, and uh, Andrea Bocelli are all coming. Wouldn't you think maybe you'd ask, say, are you sure? Well, you know about these things a lot better than me, Howard. I could see a meeting setting, you know, where they're trying to generate a little steam here. And they say, well, these people have maybe supported a little bit. Maybe they kicked in some money somewhere that uh, RFK Jr. was a part of, and they kind of like – tweaked it a little bit because you're right Howard you would think that they would say hey wait a minute you can't do that we're we're not we're not supporting you yeah i mean again i i his argument rk junior's argument is it's not me those guys over there they did it you're right it'd be kind of like listen i i'm not keen on taking responsibility for your actions but <laughs> but as a team here you know, I think I would say, hey, you know, it's I, I got to be somewhat responsible. Slaughter did that. I didn't do that. Yeah, I can't just throw all the weight on you, you know. Um, 
Or at least I would say, geez, I am sorry, Slider. I didn't hear that either from RFK Jr. Oh, it's not my fault. They did it. Well, you and I, early in the game, both said that there just seems something different about him where he just doesn't seem like he's your typical candidate. He just seems like he's he's just out there too much. The Kennedy campaign says (laughs) – you got to laugh. The Kennedy campaign says, we do not have anything to do with this event. Wait a minute. Well, who does? Who does? Kennedy's press secretary told CBS News, the campaign has no knowledge of who is attending, and we cannot confirm or deny anyone's participation. Well, the people involved have already denied it. How can you, I mean, is this just where we are? And I guess the, I guess the short answer is yes. Is, is, is lying just such a part of politics today that the answer we go, oh, it's not us. We didn't do it. I mean, somebody did it. Have you taken a closer look at him, Howard? I mean, he's, he does have famous cousins, famous relatives. Is, is anyone on that side of no. the family back him at all? No. I, let me back up. Multiple members of the Kennedy family have aggressively come out and said, we disavow him. Now, I'm phrasing it that way because if somebody's going to call me and say, third cousin Benny over here had said he's supposed uh, maybe, I don't know. But I can tell you that multiple key members of the Kennedy family have all come out and publicly, in figuratively, big headlines said, no, no. So uh, the, the answer is he is not in any way being supported by the Kennedy family. Now, again, I can't say that there isn't some third cousin twice removed on Uncle Benny's side that isn't supporting him. But, no, the Kennedy family has been very aggressive in saying no. Um, and, again, I have a couple of problems with all of this. First of all, clearly just a liar. And if he's not a liar, he well, he is a liar based on other things too, but – But in this case, if he's not a liar, his campaign is a liar. And if his campaign says we don't even know anything, it would be like we had the Christmas party here, Bob. And somebody said, well, who put the party? I don't know. People just showed up. We, I don't know. Nobody was. We didn't invite anybody. We didn't. I mean, mean, just, you know what I'm saying? there is a there are campaign rallies coming up. They have been announced, and these people are going to have been announced as being there. They're not. Somebody did that. It didn't happen by magic. And nothing falls through the cracks anymore. I mean, in the old days, you might have got we got away with that, but now everybody's watching, right. and it, it's so easy to watch it. Right. Um, and if you're RFK Jr., you're already on the bubble, so to speak. You know. People are already wondering, are you a Looney Tune? Um, this is, just throws it over the edge. Just, but you know, he's on the ballot in Utah, which means he'll get, you know, he'll get some votes, and um, he's going to be here in West Virginia, January twenty seventh. That'll be the uh, last day for filing, by the way, in West Virginia, <laughs> six thirty in the evening at the Charleston Coliseum. Uh, RFK Jr. will be there. You know what? I, I keep meaning to get uh, Danny Jones to come on and join us. I wonder what Danny thinks about him. 
Danny's an eclectic kind of guy. He might like him. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just wonder at one of these major press conferences that he holds, and he's talking about all these conspiracy theories, if somebody just doesn't jump up and say, who killed the Kennedys? Wonder, wonder what he would do with that hour. <laughs> that's, that's a good one, though, yeah. 9-20-20 after the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. I have some more predictions for 2024. No, not just like at the end of the year some psychic said. No, no. A hundred years ago. These are predictions people made for 2024. I got a couple of those coming up, and uh, hopefully your text, your calls uh, on the Frio Stack auction service lines, the Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600, or uh, the Frio Stack auction service phone line, 304-232-8255. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Mondays, tell me why. I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. I don't like Mondays. I want to shoot. You know, there are days I just want to dig a foxhole and bury myself and stick my head in the ground. There are days I just, sometimes I just, I just wonder about, well, people, you know. Um, it seems to me, you look at RFK Jr., listen to his nutbag comments about vaccines, statistically, factually, scientifically proven untrue. Uh, and, and then you look at him lying on this these, these campaign, and you say, my God, this guy's crazy. Uh, that To me, I, how do you not do that? But here's the problem. Frio Stack, auction service text line, 304-214-1600. You mean misinformation? Like if you get the COVID vax, you won't get it? First of all, I'm going to do this sentence by sentence here. First of all, when the vaccine came out, nobody said if you took the vaccine, you wouldn't get COVID. 
The point was the vaccine would mitigate the effects of COVID. You would be less likely to, well, you know, die from it, as so many people did during the pandemic before the vaccine came out. The COVID vaccine was never designed to keep you from getting COVID. It was designed to make the impact of COVID less. Um, you mean misinformation like it's safe and you won't have a heart attack, stroke, or cancer? The overwhelming majority of people have no, had no uh, effects. Some have, just like they do to any vaccine or any other medical procedure. Some people, minority, have those problems. There is no widespread concern about taking the vax. I've had uh, five, four, five shots. Got the chills one night. That's pretty much it. You mean that sort of information, Howard? One nation under Pfizer. Okay, so you're anti-farm. I get it. Uh, another text. I liked RFK Jr. until he backed Israel. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Howard, people that believe in the vax are suffering from mass hysteria led by the mass media and the drug companies. Well, I believe in the vax because I'm not dead and because many people I know aren't dead and because after the vaccine came out, the number of deaths from COVID went dramatically down and we have statistics that show those who took the vaccine have survived and deaths continued among those who did not. So I don't think it's mass hysteria at all. Um... She's, you know, this is stuff. People just make this stuff up and they say it as if it's true. It's just, I just, it, again, dig me a foxhole and let me bury myself in the ground. I can't take it anymore. Uh, Frio Stack Auction Service. Uh, Ted, uh, Howard, I love you, man. But Joe Biden said if you got the vaccine, you wouldn't get COVID. I don't believe he ever said that because nobody ever said that. Nobody ever said that said that it will prevent you from having serious effects of COVID. Oh, God. Now I'm just depressed. 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Feel free to uh, call in if you would like to. We have been talking this morning a little bit about predictions. I have been sharing with you predictions that were made 100 years ago about this year, about 2024. These were predictions about 2024. Some of them were on target. Some of them were way off base. Uh, for example, uh, one prediction is that by 2024, cities would be totally rebuilt around cars. Now, I think that to a large extent is true. Again, ask Mayor Elliott. He's upset about that. Many of the others are that we don't have, we worry too much about taking care of cars, not taking care of walkability and so on. Uh, cities are primarily designed to service the vehicular traffic. Uh, the one that certainly everybody remembers but never came true, everyone would be flying to work. You know, we believed in jetpacks would be here or uh, the, um, the flying cars would be here like the Jetsons, remember? But uh, that one didn't come true. I love these. this one. Uh, Share this with you earlier. Uh, a nationally syndicated advice column 100 years ago thought that America's eating habits would change our looks and that by 2024, no one would have teeth. Horses would be extinct. Again, predictions from 100 years ago. Now, there were some that came true or came close to being true. 
in a book called Wireless Possibilities, a guy predicted the Internet, certainly true. Uh, he said we would end up doing most things remotely, and we are certainly seeing more and more people working from home, doing things remotely. So that's that, that came true. Uh, a British politician predicted life expectancy would grow and that the average life expectancy would be at least 100 years old. I don't know that it's 100, but we certainly are dramatically. I wonder what the life expectancy was 100 years ago. It was probably 40s, maybe, 52, something like that. The average life expectancy is much higher than that now. I don't think it's 100, um, but I think that, that prediction pretty much came true. He said that 75 years old would seem young. Well, speaking as one who is 70, 75 seems like a pretty young number uh, to me. I love this split. Uh, one guy predicted that we would have world peace. World peace by 2024. Eh, that was a wrong one. And another guy predicted war would be everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to give that guy more of a thumbs up. Now, here are a couple we have not talked about, Bob. What do you think? 100 years ago, this prediction was made. By 2024, Women would rule the earth. Well, they do, don't they? Okay, there you go. <laughs> I certainly say so in my household. Um, in a letter to the New York Daily News, a guy said, women will occupy all the high positions in the land and men will only be doing physical labor. We'll just be beasts of burden. So there you go. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Or we might wait on the babies or mind the pets. Men will wait on the babies and mind the pets while women take all the responsibility. Okay. And a Department of Agriculture prediction, uh, agriculture official 100 years ago predicted that we would not have enough food to go around, so the government would limit the number of kids you could have. They do that in China. Um, we haven't gotten to that point yet where the number of kids you could have could be limited. So those are predictions I came across from 100 years ago. Now, you mentioned one that I didn't have on this list, Bob. Uh, moving sidewalks, you said, right? Yeah, that stands out with me, Howard. That's something that, again, when I was just starting school, it uh, seemed like, yeah, that's, that's going to be everywhere. I don't, I, I don't think I'm dreaming it. Um, as you pointed out, we have them in some places, like you know, airports have them, the jetways. Um, I, I think you see them occasionally in some other places, too. Uh, I don't usually use the moving sidewalks, to be honest with you. I, I tend to walk through the airport. Well, all right, I ride a wheelchair through the, through the airports. Anyways, those are predictions that were made 100 years ago about 2024. Uh, 931, 29 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Taylor Long is here. She's got the final installment of Ohio Valley Headlines for us this morning. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 8th. Starting today, northbound traffic on State Route 7 will be narrowed in Steubenville between the intersections of South Street and Franklin Street. This lane reduction is required for the wastewater department to carry out maintenance on the city's sewer system. The lane restrictions will be in effect from 8 a.m. until the completion of the work. The city of Steubenville's wastewater department extends thanks to residents and commuters for their understanding and patience during this necessary maintenance of the city's sewer system. Following the tragic death of two individuals in a house fire in Warren Township yesterday, the Ohio State Fire Marshal has been called in to conduct an investigation. It happened at a home on Miller Street Southwest. Warren Township fire officials say flames came from the roof upon arrival. 
Not long after, the structure partially collapsed and heavy machinery was brought in to take down the rest of the structure. Two people were in the home at the time. Both died at the scene. No names have been released. Multiple departments assisted and the cause of the fire is unknown at this time. With the arrival of peak winter, there may be a resurgence of the shingles virus accompanying the snowfall. Not only is the painful rash being seen more often this time of year, but our population is more at risk than the rest of the country. Ohio County Health Administrator Howard Gamble says three factors make it more prevalent in the Ohio Valley. First is the stress of the winter months. Second are the viruses that lower our immune system. And third is the older average age of our residents. Now he says 50 and older should receive the shingles vaccine. The two doses over several weeks. And remember the chickenpox vaccination won't keep you from getting the shingles. And the Bel Air Village Administrator position, which remained vacant for almost three years, has now been officially taken up by Frank Schaefer, who succeeded the former holder, Mike Wallace. Schaefer is a Bel Air native and township trustee and was appointed by Mayor Ed Marling at Thursday evening's Bel Air City Council meeting. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. My name is Waleed Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know. The goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. And the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. This story about there's a big rush for the Stanley Cup. As in, I don't understand. Nah, it's, it's, it, it, it's a trick question. <laughs> Stanley, the people who make the thermoses, the Stanley thermos. Okay. Okay. They have apparently a new, like, designer version of that out. And people are flooding stores. But at Target stores around the country, they are going out the door and around the corner Trying to get this 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 new cup. I I think people think it's a Stanley Cup. I was thinking it's probably going to be really really popular in Canada, Howard. But yes, okay, you it's, got me going there. It's, it's a limited edition uh, of their massively popular. Just a, it's a Stanley, the Stanley Company cups. Um, they put it out uh, uh, in target in Target on New Year's Eve, and stores across the nation began selling out instantly. Um, <laughs> Listing, it's a cup. It's a Stanley, not the Stanley Cup. You know, hockey. It, it's a, it's it's a, it's a cup. 
on eBay, they've got listings as high as two hundred dollars for one of these cups. Holy smokes! I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Stanley cups are a brand of reusable water bottles that come in a variety of colors, designs, and sizes. The brand carries traditional water bottles. The most popular version is the Quencher H2O line, a drink tumbler that comes with a straw and handle in a 14-ounce or 16-ounce version. Uh, the, this has been around for a long time, and I don't know why. It came out at, at Target on New Year's Eve. Say New Year's Eve? Was it New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. And, um, and, they're, and they're standing around the corner buying it. So did any of you stand out in the line to get a Target uh, version of the uh, Stanley Cup? Um, Stanley Cup, the hashtag Stanley Cup has over 6 billion views on the TikTok platform. That's where it's become most popular. Thousands of videos on TikTok feature excited teens and young people showing off their collection of Stanley Cups. I don't know. Crying when uh, unboxing a gifted tumbler. Stanley's company-wide revenue spiked after the tumblers began uh, became a social media fad. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Uh, but for some reason, people are buying the Stanley Cups, and again, not uh, not the hockey version, but just the just the Stanley Cup. Apparently, one of you know about it because she's, uh, you sent me a text saying it's pink. All right, that's uh, it's that's pink. Okay, um, I don't know, but the Stanley Cup is uh, is a pretty big deal. All right, it's 9.37.23 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Take a break. Be back. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's.
Only on the Watchdog. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It'll be all right. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown early haze, and I just want you back by my side. I uh, truly don't pay attention to this yeah. kind of stuff most of the time, but I, uh, I am intrigued by the Golden Globe Awards last night. The 81st annual Golden Globe Awards were held last night at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, California. Joe Coy was the host. Um, I don't know who Joe Coy was. I don't even know if Joe Coy is a man or a woman. Um, and that probably is my fault, not anything else. Um, Joe Coy was booed. I guess it's a he because it says he was booed, he was booed during his opening monologue. Uh, causing him to go off script and saying, yeah, I got the job just 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Shut up. Hey, that's a good way to get the show started, huh? Boo the, boo the host, and then the host yells at the audience. That's always, a, that's always a good thing. And then he went on to say, we came on after a football doubleheader. The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL and the Golden Globes, there are fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. Okay, I, all right. Can you... How could you? I don't know who this. Have you ever heard his name? I don't want to. I know you. No, I have no idea who he is. I have never heard of Joe Coy, but my God, how would you? I mean, okay, I get nobody likes getting booed. I've been booed, but geez. I got to blame the executive producer for that one, Howard. I mean, this guy, nobody knows who he is. Obviously, he's not very funny. Why would you do that? To me, I could have fixed this in, in a heartbeat. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. There what what are they doing? Give them whatever they want. They will do an outstanding job. There are like five people out there that can do this well. All right. And Billy Crystal, but I figure maybe he's a little bit more expensive. Billy, I'm not a fan of his, but Jimmy Fallon does okay. You know, the old days, Johnny Carson was your go-to. I mean, could do anything. Do you agree with me? Uh, Tina, Fey Tina Fey and, and, and Amy Poehler. Poehler yeah, because they have, they have a great rapport back and forth. You and know. they're really good. Funny. They're, they're funny. Yeah. I guess that's the key thing. They're actually funny. I mean, this is the host of the show saying, hey, I just got the gig 10 years ago. You want a perfect monologue? Shut up. Get off my ass, will you? God, I mean, that's a, that hardly seems to be what you want to say to uh, to the crowd. Big winner of the evening was Oppenheimer, the movie. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say this. I am so pleased. Oppenheimer won all kinds of awards at the Golden Globes, and Barbie won a couple. But, you know, remember when that movie came out, it was Barbenheimer weekend, they called it. It was going to be Barbie and Oppenheimer were going to just be the gigantic things. Oppenheimer is a good movie. Barbie is, well, Barbie. I mean, so uh, Oppenheimer, a big winner for the evening. They took home five Golden Globe Awards, Best Motion Picture, Best Drama, Best Male Actor in a Motion Picture. Um, Barbie led the nominations with nine uh, nominations 
but they only took home two awards. Um, so that, your show, one of your shows, won for Golden Globes on television. Which one's that? Succession. Eh, kind of lost me, but okay, I'm happy for them. Four trophies, including Best TV Series Drama. That was um, on HBO. Yeah. Um, I have not I have not yet seen the last season, which after you gave me a bad review. Of yeah, that, I kind of let it out of the bag, didn't I? I, I haven't had much of a desire to. Oh, the old man died, Howard. No. What? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me know, Bob. I appreciate that. Let's see. Uh, what else do we have here from the Golden Globes? Quite a few first-time nominees became first-time winners. And I'm going to read these names, and once again, I don't know any of them. All right. Lily Gladstone, Divine Joy Randolph, Stephen Yoon, Io Edabiri, and Ali Wong were all first-time nominees. Don't feel bad, Howard. I have no idea who those folks are. I'm not even sure I pronounced them right. I, I mean, I, that's I, I'm not trying to be – it's my fault. I just – I'm so far out of touch. Uh, so let's see. What do we have here? Real quick, run these down before we get to Brenda Danehart. Best motion picture drama was Oppenheimer. Female actor in a motion picture drama was uh, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I didn't never heard of that. Uh, musical comedy, uh, Poor Things. Okay, never heard of that. Uh, best performance by a male actor in a motion picture, Paul Giamatti, who is a great actor. I mean, I really like Paul Giamatti. I never heard of the show he's in. Uh, the Holdovers, Best TV Series, HBO's Succession. Uh, best Performance by Female Actor was Sarah Snook in Succession. I don't know who she was, who she played. Probably played the daughter. Okay. Uh, so Succession picked up that one there. Uh, best TV Limited Series, uh, Beef. Okay. Best Original Song uh, was from Barbie, Who Was I Made For? What else am I looking for? Uh, Oppenheimer, Cillian Murphy, best performance by a male actor. He was the star there. Uh, you didn't see Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, but you did, right? Yeah, I did. I thought maybe the the review that you gave, I thought maybe they won for best sex scene, Howard. You said that was a that was a doozy in that one, well, right? It, it was. It, it certainly caught your attention. Just, let me just let me just uh, let me just put it that way. You know what? I have no, the sex scene. I haven't found yet. I got. I'm, I'm still reading the book you gave me from Barbara Streisand. I got. I haven't got to the sex scenes yet. I know they're in there somewhere. Yeah, I kind of uh, partial review. She talks about some of her former lovers, Howard. Well, Guys that could get past the nose, if you know what I'm talking hey, about. Hey, 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 hey. Um, so, um, Oppenheimer number one. Op Oppenheimer, the big winner uh, last night at the uh, Golden Globe. So, I just thought I would, uh, would share that with you. Let's see. Off the Frio Stack auction service text line. We're back to the Stanley Cup tumbler again. Uh, Howard, that retails for $50. Uh, they're selling them for about 200 on eBay. Um, again, it's a, it's a story I don't fully uh, I don't fully understand. Let's see what else have I got here. I'm real. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm tap dancing here. I, I had a real good hour planned with uh, Colleen Sinclair, and we had talked about this, and she and I had planned this. And then again, last night she texted me really late at night and says, "I I've got to go to a heart doctor in the morning." She apologized, but um, and uh, and we will do the show again, but. Some of these guests, Howard, they just have to get their priorities correct. Yeah, you know. Put I that to, heart doctor off till the afternoon. I thought to myself, you know, I was going to say, come on, I, can't you put him off till like, you know, 1030? I mean. Does Tomorrow, it, yeah. Yeah, does it have to be 9 o'clock? Uh, let's see. I'm just, I am really just skimming through the news here looking for things. A former congressman has been caught sharing food photos on her personal social media account. 
but they weren't her own food photos. They, she stole them from somebody else. Why would you post pictures of somebody else's food? I don't know. Maya Flores of Texas describes herself as a proud Latina who knows how to cook, but um, apparently she wasn't cooking. She was just stealing pictures from somebody else and putting them on her social media. Hell, account. I could do that, I think. Well, I couldn't get the pictures on her very good, Howard. <laughs> I put, uh, of course, I do a lot of social media posting. I, sometimes I don't know what to do. Yesterday, for example, I had to stake at Longhorn, um, and I took some pictures of the of the uh, appetizer and of the salad and stuff. I always like to put my whole meal on there. But then when the steak came, I was so hungry, I ate the whole steak. And then, and then I looked at my plate, and all I had left to take a picture of was like one little crumb and, and a fork. I thought, nah, that's just going to look, look bad. So I didn't... Uh, didn't do that. Are you purposely staying away from eating in Park, Howard? Is this too sad for you to go in there? You don't want to reminisce about the uh, the old days? No, no. Actually, we talked about going to Eaton Park yesterday, but uh, Sunday's Eaton Park at St. Clairsville. I, I, I've never, I haven't been up to the Highlands for a long time. I mean, I'm sorry to see any business go out of business. but Obviously, I, that's why they're going out of business, Howard. Everybody forgot about it. You know, Nancy and I used to go there every Sunday, every Sunday, uh, or maybe three Sundays a month for their Sunday brunch. It was really, really good. And then uh, the, the pandemic came along. They shut it down, as all buffets did. I understood that. They never reopened it. The one in St. Clairsville did. So if we can make their Sunday brunch, we'll go out there occasionally. And we were just – we were running a little bit late yesterday. I had a late um, church service. I was preaching in Martin's Ferry. Once again, to talk about – I've said this before – the church I preach at is right across, I mean, literally right across the street from Zontini's. And I stood at the corner and I'm looking, I'm thinking, man. You probably smell it, can't you? I, yes. And it's, I'm just, I'm like 15 minutes before they open. And I'm thinking, do I, I just get in my car, turn the heat on, you know, sit here, read my, check my mail or something until they open. Because, um, I, but I didn't. Maybe you ought to stretch that sermon out an extra 15 minutes, Howard. No. Clockwork, Howard. Timing minute. is everything. Wait a minute. I, duh. I never thought about that. That's right. I could, all that's needed is for me to have a longer sermon. And you don't have any trouble with that five days a week right here, I'll Howard. Just keep, you know, I'll just keep on talking. When <laughs> One lady told me yesterday, she said, you know, we really appreciate when you're in our church and you give us something to think about. We like the sermon. And the other lady with her said, you know, I just love to hear the sound of your voice. Just love to hear the sound of your voice. She said, your voice is so good. She said, you could just read the telephone directory and I would be happy. And I thought to myself, what if I tried that one day? What if I just tried reading the telephone directory to see, <laughs> to see how it would go? All right, 10 to the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. You are welcome to join us if you'd like to, 304 232 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service text line they are open and available for us uh, again i'll be honest with you i had a guest scheduled this hour and i had a whole bunch of you don't need to know my problems all right but i had a whole bunch of news stories that i must have left sitting on my desk at home because all the stuff i would thought i could talk about here it's kind of vanished it's i and I, I must not have brought it with me so i must have left it on my desk at home which is why i'm doing what i often call and you would often hear me refer to as tap dancing. I was tap dancing here. I'm still tap dancing here. I think maybe that's maybe that's Brenda. I think maybe Bob's talking to somebody. Is that Brenda? It is Brenda. Let's bring Brenda Danehorn in. Good morning, Brenda. Hey, good morning, Howard. How are you this morning? I am good. I was just talking to to Bob about uh, our Steelers making the playoffs. <laughs> 
We were happy. We were happy kids yesterday, but it won't last long. But you know what? That's okay. Wait, 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 I'm pretty happy about it. That's that's not a very optimistic point. Well, of view. I shared with Brenda while I was watching ESPN. The the point spread has come out, Howard. Yeah, and? the Bills are nine and a half point favorites. So, oh, okay. eh, not not very good. Yeah, and plus we're we, you know we 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 lost our our best defensive player, and TJ is is I mean he's so so good. Not that the other guys aren't; they're good too. But he's just outstanding. So losing him hurts. But you know what? At least we made it in. And everybody never even gave us a, a small chance of making it in the playoffs. So I was a pretty happy girl. Bob, you didn't think in the beginning they were going to go anywhere, right? No. A couple weeks ago, I didn't think it was possible, Howard. So there they are. Um, all right. Uh, Brenda, you, you, I'm not making fun of your weather people, but did you make it to the big blizzard of the weekend? <laughs> well, fortunately, my weather people didn't act like it was going to be a bl- big blizzard. Yeah. So I will give you that. They, uh, you know, said one to three. And, and, you know, they were like in Belmont County, for instance, they were under a level one for a while in the morning. Um, so there were spots that were, I guess, a little slick. I don't know if you saw in Belmont County where that SUV just like flipped over. We had footage of that. Um, so that was, uh, there were some, some tricky spots. But as far as wheeling, we got basically nothing, right? You know, uh, Adam told us all week long here on the show, he said, look, it's just it's so it's really hard to predict. This is a really weird. uh, There are like 18 models. They show different things. We can't quite figure out exactly what's going to happen, but we could have a big storm. But Mm -hmm. I think Adam was pretty good with us in, in trying to, you know, mitigate the. The belief that it was a prediction, it was a, uh, I'll tell you the best guess we have, but in this case, it's it's hard to guess. Uh, but let's be honest about it, Brenda, those poor weather folks, they take a beating no matter what. Oh, it doesn't matter if they're right on the money or if they're way off or whatever, people still just... <laughs> You know, they'll beat them up, which is kind of unfair. But I I think uh, Zach and Adam and and Tyler did a pretty good job to keep everybody, you know, aware that it was not going to be a huge storm. It just wasn't, at least not here. Now, obviously, up the East Coast, it certainly was, but just not here. It was not. Well, you know, Zach and I used to talk about, and Adam and I more recently talk about, it's also, in my opinion, better to over-predict than under-predict. In other words, I would rather people be better prepared than underprepared. You're right. So, you no, know. absolutely. In whatever in whatever is coming our way, you're absolutely right. 100% right. So, you know, if you're talking about uh, flooding or if you're talking about a, a, a blizzard or snowstorm or whatever, it is better to be overprepared and discover, huh, wasn't nearly as bad as I thought, than it would be to find yourself caught unawares and... Uh, and suddenly find yourself having to get a canoe, you know. So yeah, hundred hundred percent agree with you. Um, so anyway, like like we said, we kind of dodged a bullet there, and and I'm not upset that we didn't get a lot of snow. <laughs> you know, uh, when I was in the Greenbrier, there was one day of beautiful snow coming down, just a light covering, and that was it. And the same thing was true Saturday morning. It was a beautiful snow fall for about an hour. It looked nice looking out the window. The snow was coming. Oh, I bet down. it was pretty there. Yeah, and then that was it. And that was okay. I, I felt wintry, you and then I it. felt like it was okay. Right, yeah. Let's talk about yeah, let's, let's talk about the news. What do you got going on today? Um, a couple things. Um, we're uh, up right now in Wellsburg. Taylor is finding out. I guess they have gotten. Um, at least 15 to 18 structures down there in their dilapidated building. They have this program. So they're really working hard up there to get these unsafe buildings down. And um, so she's kind of getting an update on that this morning. 
Um, DK is going to uh, talk to Linda Mel um, at Belmont County Health Department. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they're starting a new program where they're reaching out to recent overdose survivors just to see what help they might need. So that's kind of a cool program. That's, I guess, a brand-new program that they're working on in Belmont County. So DK is going to look into that a little bit. And Mac uh, Warner is coming to Wheeling today, uh, kind of the official start to election season. He'll be at the Ohio County Election Office, and so we're going to be talking to him about a number of things. I guess it officially starts the election season, which if you think about it, it's not all that far away. You know, we had Mac on earlier this morning, and um, we were talking about the fact we have been talking about these elections for almost a year now. Yeah. I mean, and I, I sometimes wonder, are we... Is the public getting tired of it already, or have they not even begun to think about it? We in the media are talking about all the time who's running for Senate and the governor, and we have the candidates on like you do and so on. I wonder at some point, do we overdo it, or, have we, or are people just not even paying attention yet? But today, today is the official kickoff, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, like you already did, we'll talk to him. Um, and so just a, a bunch of little things going on today. We're going to talk to Sean Fluharty, too. We uh, talked to Diana Winsen-Reed, Delegate Winsen-Reed, when she, she's heading down. She went to uh, interims, and we're going to talk to Sean today as he gets ready to head down and just kind of talk about the legislative session and see what his goals are for the 2024 session. So that um, and all of the other things I mentioned, that's what we're working on today. You know, I wonder what the session is going to bring. I have not talked to Sean. I should get him on here. Uh, I know last week we had Ryan Weld on, uh, somebody else we had on. Um, I can't remember who. Uh, and everybody is like, there's nothing big that we know of coming, which means something is going to happen in the session. Right. You know, <laughs> something. No, you're right. Nothing has come up that people are saying, okay, this has to be addressed or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to watch. And maybe he'll give us a little insight into something that we're not even thinking about that he wants to focus on since he's a veteran. You know, let's be honest about it. Uh, you're talking about Sean or Mac? You're talking about Sean. Sean. Yeah, listen, mm-hmm. Sean, Sean, will, uh, Sean will have plenty to say. Right. Because right. So let me tell you this, Brenda, if Sean does not have plenty to say, that is a news story in itself. Oh, if he's listening, he's probably going to go, Howard, you stop it right now. All right. I love it. I love it. People can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website, and carry Channel 7 in your pocket with the Storm Tracker 7 app, the news app, set it for push notifications, and you'll be on top of things whenever they happen. Brenda, are we talking to you again tomorrow? Is Bob back? Um, what's happening? Bob is back tomorrow. His vacation is over as of tomorrow, so Bob should be the one calling in. All right. Always good to talk to you anyways. I appreciate it. We'll do it again sometime soon. All right. Sounds good, Howard. Thank you. Thanks, Brenda. Brenda Danehart from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Well, we made it through this hour, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you don't understand how hard that was. <laughs> Bob's in pain, and uh, and I'm tap dancing because I got nothing to talk about here when my guest can't Can you come out. over and rub my neck for me, Howard? <laughs> um, no. No, come on, Howard. No. <laughs> no. It's too cold. Yeah. But I will, I will give you sympathy. Uh, I can throw some hot coffee on it if you want to warm it up, but... Uh, it'd be better. I, I know Bob's got a neck uh, neck crink or neck crack or whatever, and he's got to deal with that. At any rate, uh, Hoppy is coming up next, and we will hopefully see you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, another edition of the Watchdog Morning Show right here.
AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News.